0: Get up. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Anthony Gallegos. Hello, <laughs> Brian Altano is here, <laughs> and Charles Yet hey. is joining us today. <laughs> Anthony, listener Andres Hernandez has a suggestion for your your little uh, catchphrase. You should start. You should yell Arriba, Arriba. <laughs> 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 sounds
1: like a winner. So,
2: let me let's hear it. it. Let's hear it. No, that guy's a racist. Come on, let's hear it. Arriba, arriba.
1: <laughs> Why, Why is
2: it things? like you're, you're just a little boy I, who I just know. woke up <laughs> I mean, on a
1: Tuesday morning? What are good things with Anthony,
0: intentionally speaks in a very stereotypical Mexican accent. Because uh,
2: Mexican people are often very soft-spoken. You not know? on ah, the radio. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Right. Scoop. Anthony, we- <laughs> uno, dos,
1: nachos. <laughs> That's Radio One Two Nachos. You're joining
2: us live.
0: Anthony, we sit in on today's episode as one of your cousins. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted
2: to offend a bunch of people. <laughs> I, love, I love some, my family. Sí, si, 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 señor. We just bought a. You sound like Slowpoke Rodriguez. Speedy's just, cousin. We went to the swap
3: and <laughs> we picked up a Nintendo. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Charles is just shaking his head. I, oh, I, I'm, I'm pretending now. I don't exist for this part of the conversation. Golf de Mario. See si, Charles.
0: Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get into this games business here. We finally have confirmation of uh, multiplayer modes in Mass Effect Three. Not adversarial. Thank God. Yes. So it's not like Deathmatch in space with uh, all these <laughs> Commander Shepherds <laughs> shooting each other. It's 80 a, of the same guy. It's going to be a cooperative mode. It apparently uh, is its own separate thing outside of the game, and you do not play as Commander Shepherd, You create your own character, uh, and then, but it does tie into the story somehow. It, 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 it basically leads you towards the final confrontation here. Bioware describes it as players choose from a variety of classes and races. You form an elite special forces squad. And then you combine your weapons, powers, and abilities to devastating effect as they fight together to liberate key territories from enemy control. It's kind of like Captain Planet. It is like Captain Planet, exactly. I think. Heart. <laughs> These co op missions have a direct impact on the story and they give players an alternative method of achieving ultimate
3: victory. That sounds intense. It does. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, th- that's fine, I guess, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not even going to pay attention to that when Mass Effect Three comes out. I mean, that that just seems like some random, like, hey, we should probably do some multiplayer in this game. Somebody said at some meeting, they're like, uh, all right, <laughs> please don't sell our game back. Please don't sell it back. Hold on to it. I mean, but it's, I, some, I,
0: if, it, if it's if it's leading you towards this ultimate victory, it's not, like, what is the incentive to keep playing it after you've beaten the game then? Mm, ultimate man. victory
3: <laughs> for.
2: It's not worth for, for what
3: for, Like, if you were to do... I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going to be the kind of multiplayer that would keep people playing the product. That's what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, it seems to serve a purpose for uh, boosting you up, you know, so you'll have an easier time of the final battle or whatever that is. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. But then, so, like, once you've beaten that, then why keep playing this, this cooperative mode? If
3: it's an alternative to planet scanning, then maybe I will, maybe I will consider it. But I thought other... people actually liked
0: planet scanning. Uh, oh, I liked planet scanning yeah. initially,
3: and then it just became, like, one of those things, like, checking to make sure my front door is locked before I leave mm-hmm. my apartment in the morning. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things that I just had to do compulsively and it it became a little bit of a burden Um, and by a little bit i mean i was tearing my hair out with frustration
2: (laughs) my girlfriend (laughs) taught her taught her kid who was like six at the time how to do it and And this
3: left him for a day
2: to just like
3: (laughs) planet scanning materials no it is i mean planet scanning is assembly line work having worked on an assembly line i think i can i can say that with with a little bit of authority
2: anthony's cousin have you ever worked on an assembly line uh, uh, we, uh, we never worked with the planet except to paint. paint lit, we paint little ones. For our lab museum. Uh,
0: so this cooperative mode is called Mass Effect 3 Galaxy at War. It will apparently be coming to other platforms and interfaces... Which will be announced in the coming months. Does that sound like a Facebook game to anybody else? Interfaces. I'm
3: sure there'll be a Facebook right. game.
0: I mean, yeah. they, they have BioWare has a social game studio, so yes. that would make very they much did this, sense. They did the, a Facebook game with Dragon Age. And uh, I, former IGN Xbox editor Christine Steimer is working on Facebook games with Bio BioWare games. right now. Yes. And she's a huge Mass Effect fan, so there's a possibility that maybe she's working on this. Mm hmm. Facebook interface.
3: Yeah, one of the things that that I always liked about uh, Mass Effect and and games like it is just that it's it's my own private world that I don't have to let anyone else into. Like there are plenty of multiplayer games out there that I can, you know, I can go play an MMO if I really want a role playing style of uh, of. multiplayer experience. You can go play The Old Republic,
2: for instance, when it comes out in December. Yeah. For a Bioware multiplayer experience. Yeah, I
3: could do that. So Mass Effect to me is is, it's just like Elder Scrolls. Like, I don't want and I actually wrote an an article about, oh, what multiplayer could be like in Elder Scrolls. This was like six years ago when (laughs) when Oblivion came out. And I I regret writing that because I, I really don't want multiplayer in Elder Scrolls. I don't want multiplayer yeah. in Mass Effect. That, that is my escape from the online world where I don't have to deal with people and I can just exist in my own space. And, and the real world. And mess and, and the real world. And just mess everything up on mm-hmm. my own and, and have fun with that.
0: Well, listener Devin Betridge has an interesting theory on why so many games these days are, uh, include multiplayer, and we're seeing more and more previously single-player experiences having multiplayer modes seemingly shoved in to where maybe they, they don't seem like they fit to us. And it may be that the, those of us in this room who aren't looking forward to multiplayer Mass Effect 3 are the minority. His theory is that well, he says, I have an opinion, some evidence to back up the reason why video game companies are sticking more multiplayer modes in their single-player games. The reason for this is because seventy percent, 75% of humans are extroverted, meaning that they are more energized from being with other people than from being by themselves. Introverted people only make up 25% of the population, and they are energized by being by themselves in their own thoughts and imagination. Traditionally, video games were made by introverted people and were mostly played by introverted people. But as the gaming industry has gotten bigger and more extroverted people are, are making games, playing games, it's one of the main reasons why Call of Duty has gotten so big. I actually did some just like basic Google research, mm-hmm. and these, those numbers appear to be true. I never thought of myself as an introverted person, but I'm not really interested in multiplayer games. So right, even
3: well, hey, when again, I play Call
2: but, of Duty, I don't talk to people. Like, yeah.
3: Well, and I mean, again, like there are, there are so many opportunities out there to to play those multiplayer games. Like they're they're all over the place. There there's social gaming. There's you know MMOs. There's You know, Call of Duty, like deathmatch shooters and stuff like that. It's just that some games, I I like like that it's a self-contained experience. I weep
1: for a world in which we consider Call of Duty players to be the extroverted types, and then people like us are introvert. I mean, you you host a podcast. You're an introvert. How does
2: that work? I will say that people hear you. He thinks that these people do because they want to give people something because they're extroverted. That's not true at all. I mean, EA's John Ricatello said at one point they would never make another game that didn't have multiplayer because it helps against trade-ins. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel like there's a reason that you might come back to it, a multiplayer component with your friends you're less likely to trade it in that's all it is. and I'd also it's a, argue business that a lot of the
1: things we mentioned like the social elements have, have created a
2: more introverted species out of us than yeah I mean Twitter and stuff I don't feel like that makes you more extroverted
3: yeah you like, just, why would you I just call fake anyone from my high school when I can just
2: go on Facebook and be like yeah you got fat <laughs> <laughs>
3: And, well, and I will say, like, if, if Bioware was basically forced to, if somebody came down and was like, "You have to put multiplayer into this game, like it needs to happen," then I'm glad they went this route. Yeah, instead, yeah. instead of doing something like, "Oh, hey, we got a death match. Mm-hmm. Who would win right? like, or Shepard or something?" It's going to be Necromorphs <laughs> versus four Isaac Clarks. Yeah, I, I, I think this is probably a better way to go than some sort of random competitive mode. Uh, I'm still not going to play it. Yeah. I'll check it out. But yeah. that's not really what
0: I'm looking forward to in Mass Effect 3. Uh, but, Brian, an example of a. A game that I think is is better in multiplayer is needs to be played in multiplayer would be like Rayman Origins.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I've been playing a lot of it. I don't know how much I can say, but I mean, we've seen enough out, out of it. You we've previewed it several so times. Is just Rayman pre- it. in it? Rayman's in it. Oh my god! Spoilers. It's, yeah. Jeez. Um, he again. He doesn't have any arms or legs. It doesn't I'm make sorry. Any sense. It doesn't make any sense. But it was weird. We were doing. We were poking around the uh, annals of time today. We noticed that Cool Spot is kind of similar in that just this <laughs> really? little character. He's got giant hands and feet and. It kind of looks like
2: he's like Rayman's grandfather.
3: And an, he was in an excellent Genesis game, and what happened?
2: I don't know. I don't know. 7-Up realized that having a branded by a little toy guy was dumb. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> now they got fucking rappers and all kinds of cool shit. Do they? I thought that was... <laughs> like Sprite. That's Sprite. Sprite, yeah. I don't, don't know sorry. what 7-Up has. Yeah. I don't really see 7-Up. But, but anyway, yeah. like shit. Rayman is
1: definitely something that you'll appreciate more if you play with four players. I've been playing it single player, and the, the more people introduced, introduce, the more fun and chaotic it gets. It's very New Super Mario Brothers, but way more beautiful than anything Nintendo's ever capable of doing. Well, wow. Uh, it's on their true, system. I mean, just on their system, yeah. And I, I, think mean, just I mean, I think they're capable of doing that, they just choose not to. Yeah, I mean, they have, and I think the closest they came was, you know, something like Kirby's Canvas Curse, or um, what was the uh, Epic Yarn. Epic Yarn, yeah, that came out last year that was just, like, they went a completely beautiful art direction with it. Or Wind Waker. Original. Yeah, Wind Waker, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Rayman just looks like a bunch of Really, like, it looks like
2: you're playing a cartoon. Yeah, like a bunch of laid back,
1: you know, animation studio kids got high and just started painting dragons that were breathing fire and like flowers that came to life. And it's know. like the extension of like Dragon Slayer back in the day.
2: Yeah, where it yeah. was like
1: it was a cartoon, but you couldn't, you weren't really controlling it. No, no, you know, yeah. Like, and the thing was the same thing in Dragon Slayer where you would just kind of pause to be like, "Wow, that was really cool," and then you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rayman does the same thing to you so it's, it's almost punishing because you want to sit there and really appreciate it but yeah I mean I'm not really a big fan of multiplayer games but I love getting I'm old school where I love getting three or four people around the same TV and we're all battling through the same stage and helping each other out you were expressing, expressing some frustration
0: because every time we write about Rayman uh commenters will say this should be an xbla game yeah
1: yeah this is a conversation i've been having a lot with damon and it, it's it's amazing to me the way we've sort of devolved as a gaming collective that we think that if a game doesn't have 3d models in it and it has more than six colors then it's not worth paying 50 dollars for and it's something you have to download like people look at it and they're like oh it's a size scrolling game so that means it has to be 10 dollars on xbox Live, right like, no, there's like dozens and dozens of levels. There's secret stages. There's, you know, multiple characters. There's a story. It's great. Everything's cool. Like, it's all in this one big package. Why not spend $50 on it? They're like, well, no, because it looks like a cartoon and it doesn't have guns in it. I think it's
0: actually, I think that's like, um, it's younger gamers today because yeah. they grew up with 3D games. Mm-hmm. And to them, uh, side scrolling 2D games are old. That's old school. So what, yeah, what, so, is,
1: what is old school to them then? I mean, to me, because old school, I play Rayman, and I'm like, this is old school. Because well, it plays like a 16-bit platformer. I think it school.
0: is old school to them. And, to, and so they think, well, so it's not like the new AAA retail
2: experience. Right, right. Know? And, I mean, downloadable games have gotten so good in the last like five years, too, that For sure it's not unreasonable that a game like that looked like that couldn't be a downloadable game. But it would be smaller scale, probably. Yeah, I don't think it's a slight
1: on the mm-hmm. character of, of how, what Rayman's trying to do, and nor is it a knock at how great uh, downloadable games have gotten over the last few years. It's just strange to me that people have this sudden refusal to spend any time on I just don't think they realize like how this. big
2: the game is. They probably think it's like a short, like four hours, or right. like you get the real fast experience, like most downloadable games or yeah. something.
0: Speaking of really good downloadable games, Twisted Pixel makes some really good. Downloadable games for XBLA. Yeah, and only for XBLA. Never. <laughs> <made> Explosion Man, <laughs> Miss Explosion Man, uh, they made The Maw, they made mm-hmm. Gunstringer, which isn't an XBLA game, that's a retail game. Well, I'm just saying, but now it'll only yeah. be for Xbox. Yeah, but they've been acquired by Microsoft. Uh, so that's actually, I mean, that's, that's a good move for Microsoft. This is a really talented. They developer. don't have any r- smaller studios
2: to do, like, download games. They don't games have yet.
0: very many. Mm-hmm. So now studios. this is like, it's when, interesting. regardless. When was the last time Microsoft actually made an acquisition? I know, right? I couldn't even remember. I mean, they've got, uh,
3: they, have, they have Rare, yeah. but they
0: purchased them in 2002. They acquired Lionhead in 2006.
3: Like, yeah, I can't I, even,
1: like, really name
0: I, yeah, other I just, studios. I, this I haven't
3: heard any, yeah, Microsoft purchases. It's like, wait, what? I can't remember. There was, like, a time it? when
2: it seemed like they were super aggressive in that market, like, just swooping up companies I mean, and getting exclusives, but... Good for Twisted Pixel. They're, like, a tiny studio in Austin, so yeah, yeah. they got to be excited yeah. to, like... Have... So. It's weird that they must be on, like, on
0: lockdown because they weren't tweeting about it, I, or I didn't see any, of it, any news from mm-hmm. Twisted. I, I follow several of them on Twitter, and I didn't see any news coming out of them, so... They yeah. must be shut down by Microsoft. It's that like
3: <laughs> corporate culture
2: now? Yeah, yeah, apparently. Yeah, but that's good. Like you know, they're all on vacation with their money bags. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wee! I would hope so because I mean, regardless, the Gunstringer was fun. I, I quite I it. every game they've
0: made has been fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully, it just doesn't go the way of, of
2: Rare, because Rare has really not, not shown They've made Connect Sports. So that's all they've been doing.
0: I mean, I liked Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, but like, that's, that's People, one People like in the Viva past.
2: Pinata. I'm not too fond of it. But oh, so,
0: well. You don't
3: like Viva Pinata? No,
0: I'm not big Viva on it. Viva Pinata's so good. That like, was a, that's that was surprising to me that you don't like Viva Pinata. Why is that? Because it's
1: colorful and stupid
0: looking? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think it's colorful and awesome looking. Yeah. And
2: it's got this sort of weird, quirky sense of humor. I and... spent over 100 hours between Viva Pinata 1 and 2. Wow! So
3: yeah, it's a t- I mean, it's a really. There's nothing really like Viva Pinata, Animal it's... Crossing. Well, mm-hmm. no. Well, uh, I mean,
2: they're similar in some ways, but which I was totally hooked on. But so. can you make things fuck in, anim- in Animal Crossing? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Oh, they call it dancing. There is a 3ds it's... version coming out soon. Maybe also full also 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 in Animal Crossing, could you make two things that nature never intended to fuck fuck and make it an <laughs> yeah. abomination? No, because you could do that. No, it was Bureau weird Cunata. enough
1: living in a town where a cat made clothes and a raccoon
2: did anyone a ever do store? that make the uh, horrible uh, <laughs> the horrible goose slash pig abomination oh my and all the other creatures would would Throw attack it at if it. they saw it yeah <laughs> because it just it, crawls it was, out it, in the town square it, like <laughs> and it did it limped everywhere because it had it was like a mutant and no one liked it it's like <laughs> in The Fly when they he tried sending the <laughs> yeah it was like a
0: baboon through
2: exactly it was through the it, it, it comes out like inside out This was something just covered
1: in arms and stuff like that <laughs> yeah oh that's disgusting.
0: Uh, yeah, speaking of 80s horror movies, the uh-huh. the, the thing uh, is not getting good reviews. I'm not oh, excited I'm for
2: surprised. that. I'm yeah. so shocked. Well, well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's what people feared, which is that it's just completely copying the original. Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: Well, and the original was so, and is still so much fun to watch. Just because so of the, the effects. And I mean, the, the movie itself is really entertaining, but the, the, I think the effects really make that movie. Dude, they yeah. still hold up because yeah. they they still yeah you watch it today and they still look incredible and that that's where a lot of the horror comes from is mm-hmm. there's no part of that movie that you look at and you can like immediately and and your your uh, suspension of of disbelief I guess you want to call it is is immediately flipped because it's like oh that's totally cg like that mm-hmm. moment never happens in the original just yeah. because the effects are so cool. I will
2: see it simply because it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it
3: <laughs> Remind me what favorite. she's from
2: again She's she was the cheerleader in Death Proof she was also oh, she was right. also that's Ramona right. obviously in Scott Pilgrim. That's right. Okay.
1: Oh, right. I think the the one word that a lot of reviews are using to describe this, which I think totally rings with what Damon and I were saying a week or two ago is unnecessary. Hmm. Like, hey, it's you know, it's, it's competent. The it problem is that, the J done, but is it's that, unnecessary. Is that
2: the story of the, this of this thing is the same as the other story, which is it implied that in the movie too that's and there's why a reason they, they didn't show it. They should have called movie. this movie a thing. Yeah.
0: Brian, did you did you just use shorthand for gets the job done? Yeah, I thought you can't, I can't even say get the job done. It's the same
1: amount of syllables too. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I hate when people do that. Like I'm too lazy to just throw fake letters out there. I'm, I'm just, just gonna, gonna say J. J.
0: Charles, you have some opinions on Infinity Blade, don't you?
3: Uh, I, the original, yeah. I, I downloaded it and I was very excited to play it. I, I just bought an iPad, so mm-hmm. was, I thought it was the perfect game to to test drive the iPad mm-hmm, uh, too and really see what uh, what it could do. And yeah, I was really disappointed with that game. I just i I, I did not. It, it, I ran through it once and I was like, "That's it." And then the rest of it is just kind of a grind fest. And it's like, it, I just didn't find it enjoyable at all. I, I enjoyed it. Is it's... it because
0: you weren't playing it on a 46-inch monitor in the lobby of a movie theater? Is that why? Uh, <laughs> yes. That is, is what I thought the whole time. <laughs> That's where you're going to get to play it next. And Infinity Blade <laughs> FX is coming to arcades, starting actually in uh, Dave & Buster's. A Dave & Buster's exclusive.
1: <laughs> How did they nail that exclusive? Big win for DMV. <laughs> How many pizza Take that, have- Chuck e. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Busters. Fuck you, Pizza Hut. Uh, yeah, Infinity Blade FX. It's going to be on a 46 inch touchscreen. Uh, which, yeah, the first thing that comes to
2: mind is what? How filthy is that going to be? <laughs> Everyone is just going to be Why not? Touch- just at the place that sells hot wings and, and bar bars and stuff. Just like enable that. a fucking joystick at that point. Really? We
0: have to touch like, screen. Like, couldn't Couldn't there be some sort of motion control? Like that game, the controls aren't that complicated. Couldn't you just stand in front of the monitor and like swing your arms to swing your sword? At, like 15 minutes tops before somebody
1: takes their keys to that thing. <laughs>
3: Fifteen minutes. They're like, oh, I'll show you a sword game. See, that's the nothing. Nothing like a really expensive piece of technology in a place where everyone just gets drunk.
1: Yeah, where there's there's uh, blooming onions and two dollar like floozy beers pizza, and pizza flavored wings. <laughs> this this platform is apparently called Touch FX, and it was previous previously
0: used for Fruit Ninja FX. And Fruit Ninja is a Kinect game. So we know that these can be controlled with motion controls. Yeah, I
2: really want to rub my dirty paw over a screen. Hit him with a sword. Uh, Wait, did they make a Fruit Ninja arcade game? Yeah, Fruit Ninja FX. Has anyone played that? No. It has. A, I'm sure it's available keys in your <laughs> in your local Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Go key it up at your local Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Just God, play skee ball, <laughs> right? And Throw
1: the ski ball at the screen. Yeah, I just don't know about at least... I'm sure that'll happen. If somebody's had enough
3: Geiger bombs, they're just like, alright. They're right
1: there. I mean, you have to walk by
0: six bars just to play this thing. Well, apparently, Infinity Blade FX will be playable at 57 Dave & Buster's locations by October 28th. Wow. it's
3: one for...
2: That's a lot. Of there will it. be
1: vomit on 56 of those machines.
3: Oh, do same you, do people really go to Dave and
2: Buster's? Is that still a thing? Well, I mean, I went to one uh, a few months ago when I was in Austin, Texas. People go to GameWorks and they do the same yeah. thing, right? I don't, I don't know. Oh. For me, it's like, hey guys, let's go to a bar that
0: closes at ten. <laughs> And they have a no two friends. drink minimum or a maximum. Do they? No, I don't. Know. Chuck E. Cheese does. <laughs> <Or laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, you can Cheese. Yeah, they'll still serve beer to the parents. Chuck E. Cheese to keep the parents sane. But there's like the, a two drink
2: maximum. There's beer tickets at the bottom of the ball pit. You just have to Chuck E. Cheese take you can't even get into without a child. I found out like when I was like 17 <laughs> <laughs> and me and my friends were like, oh, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese and eat pizza and play our kid games. And I'm like, no, you can't come in. And We're like, what? You can't get in there drunk in your underwear either, which I found out. No. <laughs> So they, also kind of the don't they also discourage trench coats. <laughs>
1: and top hats. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, this week we've been playing Zelda on the iPhone. Yeah, we did. Oh, wow. What a great, <laughs> great game. iZelda. Finally. <laughs> iZelda came in. What a great story this was. This was really good. I forget how we discovered this, but yeah. So
1: what were they called? Audio Attack?
0: Yes. This developer... Uh, they, this iPhone game developer named Audio Attack mm-hmm. and all they do is create clones of Doodle Jump, mm-hmm. a really simple iPhone game, and then just throw in really they really popular video game characters like Link for like Link. Zelda. There's yep. a Modern Warfare one. it's yeah, actually is, called Modern
1: Warfare Three. It's called Call of Duty MW Three Jump or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and, and there's a little no soldier. Will find out. Yeah, there's a soldier and, he just, and he's he just bounces. You know that part in Modern Warfare where a soldier crouched and climbed up clouds?
2: <laughs> <laughs> How is this guy not yeah, just getting hoard, right?
1: horribly sued? I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, The worst part is we put up this story. Tons of IGN commenters started saying, oh man, this is horrible, but I just had to buy it to see it for myself. Like, I know.
0: And now <laughs> if you look at iZelda in the App Store, all the reviews are like, thanks for the heads up, IGN.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we got to play it, and it's, it's ironic that a game... Called IZelda from a company named Audio Attack has no sound, <laughs> no in, sound
0: in Game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is cool. I wanna start a company called
2: Beautiful Graphics and then yeah. all my games will just be blank. I hope someone sues <laughs> them in like a you know his parents and him are eating breakfast. He's eating his Cocoa Puffs in the morning, getting ready to go off his sixth grade elementary school class. And the FBI kicks in the door, and they're like, yeah. "Copyright infringement!" His parents are like, "What the fuck?" He's but like, he also he also made
1: one for Jurassic Park called like Jurassic Park Jump, which just has a T Rex jumping around trees. <laughs> There's one called Purple Dinosaur Jump, right? which is uh, Barney on a pogo stick. There's one that we actually dug a little more. There's one he did one for Snooky. Oh my from gosh. the Jersey Shore, who's just flying around <laughs> her own asshole or so, something. I'm so not this sure. is an
3: endlessly renewable. Yeah, <laughs> well, the thing is,
1: we thought we thought maybe he just stole the code for Doodle Jump, but no, this. The stuff that he uses actually is open source. That even the high score at the end is the exact same font layout as this open source. So he didn't do anything for this. He just oh, it's making money okay. though. He slapped in a yeah, uh, I mean, picture maybe of Blink I mean, from Wind Waker. It's it, it's actually
0: pretty smart. It's totally it's it's whether it's ethical <laughs> or moral or not, it's really smart, you know, Yeah, know. I mean standpoint. the
1: people at the iTunes store, the guardians at the gates there are letting this stuff get by. So I mean go make whatever the hell you want. Go make you know, Super Marlowe brothers, yeah. Or like I,
0: you expect this sort of thing. Legend from of Zando
1: on the Android App Store because there's right? like there's no gatekeeper there. You expect this thing um, in dollar stores. Like you go in a dollar store and it's yeah. like Captain Crunch, you know. And
0: like you have to you have <laughs> to be approved.
3: <laughs> how strict is the? Well, I mean, I don't know. So I'm speaking out of ignorance here. But how how strict can that quality control really be when there are? I, I can't even imagine how many products are going through there yeah. are being submitted. Yeah. How much? How much time do those products really get in terms of authentication?
1: It, it's like a guy Her. at the bottom of a boat that's full of holes.
3: And he's I guess it's true
1: because his thumb in
0: his feet and everything. Apps, you, apps usually get pulled down if there's if there's controversy. They get pulled on after they're live. Like the yeah. baby shaking game. There was a baby shaking mm-hmm. app that was actually live and then had to be
2: pulled. So actually, maybe it is automated. And why, then, did it, uh, why, did, why did they pull baby shake? Because <laughs> that's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, I was looking forward to that after playing baby in three inches of water. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is that a real app? <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just, yeah, just drop. It, this it might in the be toilet. now. It might show up tomorrow. <laughs> you always see
2: those signs that are like babies can drown in three inches of water. Don't leave them unattended.
3: Maybe baby in
2: three inches of water jump. <laughs> Who leaves a baby in three inches of water? That's it's, like a, that's like a, it's just a baby in a really shallow bathtub just yeah. bouncing up on the cliffs. Yeah, just so, like a, you, a, a the way dish. the game actually works is you set the baby, the baby starts in the bathtub, and then you actually have to tilt the accelerometer to make sure the baby doesn't fall over and start just drowning. Don't, don't knock
3: the hairdryer into the water.
0: <laughs> we have the winners of our iFrogs headphones giveaway from last week. Lucky listeners, Jerry McBride of Plainfield, Illinois... Dan Aravasari of Sacramento, California and Kenny Dungar of Middleton, Wisconsin Please to enjoy your iFrogs headphones uh, they should be arriving for you in the mail in the not too distant future congratulations uh, alright listeners uh, your fellow li- listener Matthew Carey has two codes for a free month of Xbox Live that he'd like to share with you so two separate months that can be redeemed here uh, I wonder if uh, your, your cousin might read
2: One of these codes <laughs> Here Anthony Can you read this? Yeah I can read um, <laughs> C3BVR2YK9H uh BBD Y K X 84 I'll read the other one um, JVDMD9HDYH PMR4R, (laughs) PF9H78TW4M. Thank you, Anthony and Antonio. (laughs) (laughs) De
0: nada. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, if you uh, redeem these codes for a free month of Xbox Live, make sure you send good vibes to Matthew Carey. Let's check in with the listeners. Hello, listeners. Thank you. Hola. Uh, (laughs) Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at igin.com, just like Tyrone O'Connor did. Tyrone says, I was thinking about when games present you with a huge boss or something that is supposed to make you fearful of the enemy because it could take you down so easily if you're not careful. But I feel as if that fear of a boss character is lost simply because nowadays you know you can respawn and try again as many times as you like. Do you think it is possible to make a player fear death in a game without making the game stupidly punishing like ending the game
2: after one death? Uh, Dark Souls. That doesn't end the game after one death. It's still stupidly punishing. and I don't know. I, f- I fear death in real life. I'd rather escape to a fantasy world where I don't have to fear death. Yeah. I mean, I definitely fear death in certain MMOs and stuff. Just the thought of running back. They find other ways to make it, like, not mean as much. I don't know. Plus... See, no. I had
1: this horrible moment of realization that destroyed video games forever for me. Where I thought about... Say I was to lose to this boss... And then I die, and then he walks out of the room to go rule the world. And he's like, he's a 95-foot-tall dragon person. Like, what's he going to do? He can't get food.
3: <laughs> he can't go to the bank. What well, game has a
0: 90-foot-tall dragon person and boss? Whatever, he, whatever he's playing. Would, whatever wouldn't he going. have
3: gold, though? Why would he need to go to the bank? He would just sit and on And isn't oh, he a tyrant? He could just gold. take over
0: the world. He doesn't, he doesn't have to, like, win anybody over. I know, but Brian's but what's saying, what's he going like, to do? I mean, he's not going to fall in love.
1: He's never going to go on vacation. Well, that's I mean, why what if he, it's there's probably a dragon woman somewhere? A 95-foot-tall dragon woman person? You don't know.
3: You can't disprove that.
1: You never know. <laughs> this is true. This is true. In this fictitious world, it's possible.
0: This is Ryan. Uh, it says, hi Gamescoop, I love you guys I just had a quick question I've been noticing that I like video games a lot more than my friends And not just the games themselves But just reading the news and learning about the tech I've decided that I would like to break into the industry But I have this problem I feel like I'm too old I'm 25 now, and will be 28 by the time I'm done with the program Am I too old? Also, how old are some of you?
2: I'm 28. And Let, first for me, off, you're not too old. Yeah, I, is it ever, are you ever too old to follow your dreams? No. no, you're not. And for I didn't even start looking into getting into game stuff till I was like 24, almost 25. Same here.
0: Yeah, whether or not you think like what we do is part of the games industry, I didn't get my job here until I was
2: 28. Yeah, i same. I was 28, I'm so 30. So not now. not to mention you can uh, I mean, if you're going to school for a program and stuff, there are plenty of people that program and got into it way late. I'm like whatever, you can be 50 for all I care and if you're a great programmer, they're still going to take you. Uh, not if you're 50.
1: Yeah? No. Oh, you might <laughs> Your <as> well, ship <laughs> has sailed. You might as well be dead. Sorry if you're listening and you're 50. We don't need you. If you, if we have any 50-year-old <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Just in general. I mean, there's really not... You, Footloose is out in theaters this weekend. Go see that for $6. That's pretty much all we need
2: you for. $6? They really are 50 if They think you can go see a movie for 6 bucks. <laughs> well, they've <see> got senior <laughs> that's, Citizen.
3: That's discount. the matinee.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then drink some warm milk, go back to sleep, and don't drive anything.
3: <laughs> Do they serve that at theaters? Do you have to bring warm that men- in. Do you have to bring in your in own warm milk. milk. Yeah, okay. and
1: Metamucil. They don't have that in the vending machine.
3: Did you wrap that in like a battery-powered heated blanket or something?
1: <laughs> Stay away from the Infinity Blade arcade kiosk while you're there too. It'll blow your mind. <laughs> Unless you brought your car keys. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you got to make yourself happy. For
0: a lot of people, the hardest part is figuring out what it is that makes them happy. So if you figure that out, go for it.
3: Yep. This
0: is Chandler. As a musician and a huge fan of playing video games, I really like music-slash-rhythm games when they, first come, when they first came to the scene. Over the years, my enthusiasm for music-rhythm games has declined. When I heard about Rocksmith, I had a hard time getting excited about it. It looks similar to a horrible-looking game called Power Gig. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. I IGN posts a lot of videos about Rocksmith, and the game has grown on me a little, and I might have to pick it up. Still, though... Do you guys think the time has passed for music rhythm games? Well, those are two different questions. Yeah. Yes, the time has passed for music rhythm games. <laughs> however, however, Rocksmith is actually pretty cool. It is. It work. It totally works. It's a different way. You know, it's a very different music game. You use the real guitar, and uh, it will, I think, actually teach people to play guitar. And do, it has you, a,
1: do
2: you truly believe that like the last five years have killed rhythm games for our? The yeah, medium. I think they'll yeah. come back
3: at some I point. Mean, For it, now, yeah, it's, it's all isn't them. EA
2: hoping so? Didn't EA announce that they're making a new rhythm game or something? Yeah, something like that. A new guitar game that will use a they're Guitar def- Hero. Someone's in- definitely
1: have to make something that's completely different than what we've seen the last few times. Because still, everything kind of looks like Guitar Hero to me.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they'll have a Connect one where you don't play with Exa- any that's instruments. That's exactly
0: what I was just gonna
1: say. When they make
0: Guitar Hero Connects, you can really just air guitar. Like, uh-huh. I think people would love that.
3: Yeah. The gameplay will have to be way dumbed down, but that'll Mm -hmm. be fine for a lot of people. Yeah, it's basically just wave your hand and then something happens. (laughs) Just like real guitars. Yeah, that's how you play right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. you just wave your hand over a a string
0: and then music comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I'll tell I think you're going to like this guy. This is Big Tony style. I love him already. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I saw the IGN article that Nintendo is releasing a new (laughs) Wii bundle and scrapping the GameCube compatibility. In the comments section, people seemed really upset over this. I own all three systems this generation, and I never use the backwards compatibility function for any of them. How important is it to you guys that future consoles incorporate backwards compatibility? That's only happening in the
2: UK, right? Or is that happening here, too? it's coming here, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't use... I use my current consoles to play current games. Also, who's still playing GameCube games?
3: I like will in say, particular. GameCube had some, it was a really good library. Yeah. And Also, Smash Brothers on GameCube. I
2: still have all those games. I have uh, GameCube, I have a Wii. That's if, you, if you're compatible. that concerned, though, like most people that are still <coughs> buying Wii's at this point are probably not the most hardcore people. No. And, and if and if you are one of those hardcore people, you can also go to GameStop and buy a used Wii for like ten bucks. Backwards go to your house. To
1: its its weird to me. It's just kind of like one of those things, like you know, something you have in your apartment that you always want to be there, but you never use. But just in case it's there, no. you like to know it's there.
2: Yeah,
0: I was going to say, aren't the people that really care about backwards compatibility the parents that don't want to buy a new system? Yeah, that can go. Yeah. Hey, Pikmin. You already there have you a go. PlayStation. It's four dollars. <laughs>
3: well, and I, I think the backwards compatibility <laughs> issue applies a lot more at console launch periods because people are like, well. Exactly. Uh, you know, a, yeah. a library of, you know, 50 games from the last generation. I don't want to... If, if they're trading in their old system to get the new one, then it would suck if they're then locked out from all exactly. those other games. It
1: was a huge, huge deal for the 360. When the way it was sort of emulating software instead of just being able to do it out the box. And when they just pick and
2: choose titles that they could do. But, <laughs> See, <laughs> no, when I lost my PS3 recently and I got a non-backwards-compatible PS3 in replacement of my backwards-compatible one, like, I realized I only ever used the backwards-compatibility twice. Yeah. Like, it didn't really matter.
1: Mm-hmm. I've never, I've I've never had-
2: once cared about it on my PS3. Sorry, sorry, how did you lose your PS3? Yeah, it was, it was a misplaced. Oh, I mean, it died. <clears throat> oh, okay. I mean, lose like a Like, in a way of like a person, yeah, it died. It gave up the ghost. Maybe your cousin has it. Well, he's going to try and fix it because he knows a, <laughs> knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a <laughs> <it>. guy. <laughs> this is uh, Fraser Finlay uh, from Paisley,
0: Scotland. Okay. He says, I have a question for you guys. I have 2,100 Microsoft points. No idea what to do with them. Could you guys recommend what I should spend them on? I like every type of game, so there's no need to dance around specific genres. All right. Fraser, here we go. Orcs Must Die is out Uh now. It's 1,200 points. That's fifteen bucks. It's awesome. I gave it a nine on IGN. Sort of an uh, it's a tower defense game, but sort of with that action spin like uh, Toy Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Then uh, this week only until October seventeenth, Shadow Complex is fifty percent off. Six hundred points. Oh, six hundred
1: points. Yeah, uh, you, there's your winner right yeah, there. Yeah, that's seven fifty. That, grab that. So right get those right so together.
0: You
2: have You'll still have a couple hundred points left over, but whatever. Just buy some goofy Avatar <laughs> Jersey Shore items, <laughs> or, or, go, or go into the or go into the indie game store and buy some of the eighty point games there. You can get games for like a dollar. How much are
3: those Minecraft clones? Uh, like that's what I was going to say. Well, how, have you played FortressCraft?
2: Yeah, you're, you're super into Minecraft now. Total Miner is the one that I think is the better clone. Okay, but so, Fortra- FortressCraft is one that has sold really well. Yeah. It's it, sold like it, 250,000 copies. It has, but Total Miner, in my opinion, is closer to the the actual Minecraft experience. And like, are, are any of these actually good that you would recommend? Like, yeah, Total Miner. Okay. Three bucks, okay. and, it's, and it's basically the closest you're going to get to Minecraft. And it does some things better than Minecraft. So. Charles, question about Rage. Yeah, This is from Bart Schiffer. I bought Rage for my PS3 a few days ago. The
0: texture pop in this game really bothers me. I know I'm not the only one. My question is, will there be a patch for the PS3 version soon? I love this game, but waiting five seconds for the textures to load every time I turn around has ruined the experience for me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people are getting bent out of shape about, like, the, the texture pop and stuff, and I just, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't really feel like it was that big of a deal. Like, I thought the, the visuals were so incredible otherwise. They are incredible. And, I mean, I know you can spend a lot of time, like, doing abrupt 180s over and over again and be like, oh, look how long it's taking the texture load in, but why are you doing abrupt 180s? Like, <laughs> yeah, Like, yeah. I, um, but in terms of a patch for the PS3 version, I have not uh, I have not heard anything specifically about that. Stay tuned.
1: So your advice is to turn around slower. <laughs> well,
3: I, mean, I mean, just yeah, you can you can uh, uh, exploit things if you do like actions that aren't normal. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't I don't think that really counts. Okay, it's like if I go through this thirty step process to do this one thing that breaks the game in <laughs> this one part, then the whole game is broken. My like, advice is squint.
2: Yeah, all the time while playing Rage.
0: This is Craig Larder from Barry St Edmunds, England. And Barry is spelled B U R Y, so it's like Barry the St Edmunds. It's kind of huh? morbid. Yeah. Says, I'm a relatively new listener to your podcast. I think it's awesome. I love reading the reviews on your site, and they play a huge part in me deciding which games I spend my hard-earned cash on. The only critic I have, however, is the layout of the reviews on the site. The way most of the reviews are written, it builds my anticipation for the end result and has me guessing the score in my head. I tend to find myself holding my hand over the right side of the screen <laughs> so as not to give the score away. I used to do that. That's <laughs> Until awesome. Until I finished reading. Am I a little weird? Does anyone else feel the same way? You, yes. used, to, you used to do that? I used to too? do that. Yeah. yeah,
1: when I read as an IGN as a youngin, I would, I would wherever they hid the score back then. But uh, yeah, and I always wanted to. I always thought the text was more important than the number. And I unfortunately, hate to... you're in the minority. Yeah, I, I mean, there, I are, there are people that agree with you, but yeah, the vast majority wants to see the score. And we've had discussions about you know starting off the reviews with the number, which that terrifies me because I don't I don't think anyone would read anything at that point.
3: Well, it's but, true, and uh, I mean, you only really have to scroll down one like click on your mouse wheel yeah. to to see the mm-hmm. score. But at least you read those first two paragraphs, mm-hmm. <coughs> ideally, or not. So what was his question? If we're weird. Yeah, if anyone else felt
0: the same way. Yes.
2: Uh, this is Ren Augenstein. Augenstein. I can't imagine that in Barry, St. whatever, they have a lot of excitement. So for him, that's like the highlight of his week. <laughs> ah, here comes the score. Here comes ah, the score. <laughs> now so i got to go back to living in Barry. <laughs> Barry St. Edmund. Yeah, I mean, it miser- yeah, Exactly. It sounds like from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> this,
0: Ren says, uh, I am in high school, and with that comes the pep rally. I want your help picking an outfit. You—you you have an outfit for Pepperland. What are you, a male cheerleader? Keep in mind, I am not rich nor have a lot of time, so keep things simple. My the themes of the next year are as follow:
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: cowboy, nerd, superhero, sewer villain, eighties camouflage, neon. <laughs>
3: Uh, I would say Creeperhead for Minecraft. You just get a cardboard yeah. box and paint a creeper head on it. Was this letter supposed green? to go to like tiger
1: bean <laughs> or something? <laughs> How did you get this?
3: <laughs> I just like his, his, What his, does
0: this
1: have to do with our lives? Wait, no, are there <coughs> pictures on there?
0: No, that's a separate email. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, yeah, I don't get The themes of the next year are
2: as fallow. Cowboy, nerd, superhero, 80s camouflage neon. I know saying, he's, he's talking about homecoming week, and so every day during homecoming week, they have a different theme you're supposed to dress up. What the as.
0: hell is 80s camouflage neon? No, so, those are three separate things. Those are completely different yeah. words. So those words 80s, cancel each other out. Camouflage and neon. Neon Cam- camouflage? Oh, no one will
2: notice me in this laser show. I'll tell you what. I'll tell Run. you the cheap way to take care of all these buy one outfit, and then every day spray paint it different colors. <laughs> So when it's neon day, spray paint your clothes neon. The next day, when it's camouflage, go. That's why we had it so it.
1: great in the late
2: '80s, early '90s, because we could be like, "Oh
1: shit, it's a day we have to dress." All uh, right, uh, crisscross. My friend in high school backwards. did the most racist
2: shit, dude. Like, granted, we all were in a town that was predominantly white, so people d- were like dumb and didn't realize it. But we had jungle day as one of our days, and everyone else dressed in like, <laughs> uh, in like leopard print and shit like that. And my one dumb friend came dressed as like a Rastafarian. I was like, that is n- ah, so horrible. Ren, you're in high school. You
0: really need to uh, pay more attention in your English class. It's 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 rough here.
1: Pay more attention in your uh, neon camouflage class too. <laughs>
0: uh, final email here. Last year, we were uh, uh, imagining what a, a, a police academy remake
1: or reboot could
0: yes. look like.
3: How many police academy <laughs> movies were there? Six, six, six. at, at six? least yeah. six.
1: There may have been some more that went direct to DVD or something. I know six was Mission to Moscow, and that was. That was pretty much. Sure, I think best. one movie theater can got in we the way name, between start, that and DVD. Let's let's see if we can
0: name the police academy. Number one was Police, police academy. academy. Police Academy two was just two? I think it's just two, right? Was
1: three citizens on control? Yeah. Uh, four, four was, was with the hot air balloon, that's all I remember. Um <laughs> when, then when did cops they cops in the sky, I think it was. When
2: did they go to,
1: to Miami? <laughs> Mission uh, to, no, um Sky Cops. Sky Cops. Yeah. They went to Miami. <laughs> That was five. Yeah, Police Academy Five, um, oh, Hot man. Miami Nights.
3: <laughs> Police Academy hot, Five. We, we might five. finally All show. All remember the was Mission to Moscow. How bad is that? Was it Hot Patrol? I think it was Hot Patrol. I don't. I just made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I don't think
0: that was. It. <laughs> um, but our listener Ryan e. Peck, has uh, come up with a, a, a poster here, and included even some of the actors that we that we thought uh, would be good for the various roles in the Police Academy reboot. Oh wow. His title is what? Police
2: Academy... What's the title there, Anthony? Police Academy, the Dirty 30. It's pretty good. It's really good. Okay. Why? Because it's been 30 got, years since uh, anyone's cared about... He's Police got Bismarcky in there for the yeah. sound effects guy. Mahoney is playing himself as, as an old version of himself. Right, but then yeah. there's <laughs> Junior Mahoney, which is Ryan... Uh, which is... Uh, what's his face? Gary
1: like? Busey is playing Tackleberry. <laughs> I'm not wild about that. No, <laughs> you, don't know, you don't know. They you should really probably mean? be playing Hooks. <laughs> Um, yeah. okay. And then the chess girl is just. The president from Idiocracy girl. is Hightower. I can see that. Yeah. That works for me. He's also from the movie White Chicks, which hopefully no one ever saw. Mm. That yeah. that movie was worse than Jungle Day, your high school dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Actually, I think uh, Charles can play Hightower. Yeah. Mm. He's got the voice now.
3: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be able to
0: pull that off pretty well. <laughs> I think that would work. Just don't turn around too quickly. Uh, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. What are we going to be playing this weekend? I'm going to, I went back, while well, I'm waiting for uh, Batman to come next week, I went back to Borderlands, and that game is just so
1: fun. I love it.
3: You restarted a character?
1: No, I just returned to the game. I never finished the game. Oh, okay. So, I'm like midway through or something. I can't wait for Batman. I hate. Oh, yeah. I hate where we work sometimes, because there are five different people playing it, and I have one with blinders yeah, on.
2: Exactly. And then people are playing Uncharted now, and it's, Here's oh. yeah. Here's my Magic 6, is what I'll be playing this weekend, probably, in Minecraft. That game looks fun. It's interesting. How are you, Charles? Uh,
3: I'm actually going to be playing something that I can't talk about yet. Oh, my goodness. Um, Tantalizing. We'll be talking about it next week, but I can't talk about it right now. Very cool. Oh, and also next week is is BlizzCon, just in case people Ah, are interested, which there will probably be announcements and such at the show. Keep it locked
0: to Mm Mm-hmm. All the other time. Just keep it locked to IGN.com. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week, listeners. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Come, IGN